Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast, current student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism here at Arizona State University, graduating in a couple of months ago. Check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, as always, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. For segment number one, we're going to be talking about Steven Voigt, one of the final players we got in our Player Spotlight series. We're nearing the end. We almost did the entire roster. So we'll talk about Steven Voigt today, uh, what he did in 2019, and what he could provide for the D-backs in 2020. And then in segment number two today, it's Muted Monday. So I'm going to be looking at headlines from the past week and deciding whether to turn that headline up or to mute that baby. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now for segment number one today, we're talking about Stephen Voigt. New offseason acquisition for the D-backs catcher drafted in the 12th round back in that 2007 draft by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time. They haven't dropped the devil out their name yet, so they were the Devil Rays at the time. And he has been pretty productive throughout his career, mostly as a solid backup to a pretty good starter. He's even made the all-star team a couple times in his career. Back with Oakland in 2015 and 2016, he was a back-to-back All-Star. In those two seasons, he averaged about 136 games played, 255 average, 16 home runs, 60 RBIs, and a 750 OPS. So Stephen Voigt is a pretty consistent guy. He's a pretty steady Eddie, as I like to say. You know where you're going to get from Stephen Voigt. He's going to provide great leadership for your team and provide solid defense behind the plate. Uh, He didn't commit an error last season behind the plate. He had a 100% fielding percentage. And overall in the season, he was pretty solid with the San Francisco Giants last year. In 99 games last year, he batted 260, 800 OPS, and 10 home runs with the Giants. So he was pretty good. You can even make the case he was the best catcher on the team with all the troubles that uh, Buster Posey has been going through the last couple of years with injuries and inconsistent play. So Stephen Voigt really stepped up to the plate for the Giants. It really made his presence felt. If you go read some articles surrounding the team and specifically Stephen Voigt, You could read uh, how much of an impact Stephen Voigt had on the team, not just what he did behind the plate, uh, not what he just did behind the plate, but what he did in providing leadership for the younger guys. They said Stephen Voigt was that consummate professional, that true veteran leader that every team needs, you know. They said he really did a great job and really took pride in taking younger players under his week, 
under his wing and mentoring them and teaching them the right way to play the game. And I think Steven Voigt is going to do more of the same in 2020 with the D-backs. I don't see him as a big-time offensive uh, juggernaut or even... Or he, he's probably not even going to be relied upon to be that kind of guy. I think they are going to see him more as a, you know, not just a backup catcher, kind of a two-way catcher, really a split-time platoon catcher, you know, with Carson Kelly. I think they really want to make it kind of even, maybe 60-40, Kelly to Voigt. But Voigt's going to have a good amount of time to make an impression on the team. He's going to play a good amount of games. Being with the San Francisco Giants last year, that means he's caught a decent amount of Madison Bumgarner games. So that's already a plus. You want to have that consistency with uh, Madison Bumgarner coming from a pitcher-friendly ballpark uh, with the Giants. Now he's coming over to Chase Field. I think it's good to have a guy like Stephen Voigt. He already knows who you are, already has a feel for you. So it makes the transition that much easier. He already knows what you like, and he already knows uh, how to catch you. And then his impact on the rest of the roster is surely going to be felt. He's really going to rub off on a guy like Carson Kelly, really show him the ropes. I really like Carson Kelly offensively, but defensively he could still uh, improve in some areas, and I think Stephen Voigt's really going to help him out in that respect. And then Stephen Voigt really could show Carson Kelly how to be a leader. I think the catcher position is a leadership position on an MOB team. You look at a guy like Jason Veritek, who's the captain of his team, Yogi Berra, Yadier Molina. Like you see these catchers across the league, Buster Posey in his prime. A catcher, I believe, is a, le- uh, a, pos- a position of leadership on a team. And I think Stephen Voigt's going to be exactly that for the D backs and show. A guy like Carson Kelly, how to be a leader as well. And then not to mention, Stephen Voigt is pretty solid offensively. He's no off- He's no Buster Posey. How about we just say that? He's no Buster Posey, Yadier Molina in their primes. But he's pretty good offensively, especially when he's ahead in the count. When Stephen Voigt last year was ahead of the count, he batted 364 with a 1324 OPS. Those numbers are insane. But if you look at the vice versa, when Stephen Voigt fell behind in the count, his batting average tailspun all the way to 159, and his OPS dipped all the way to 422. So Stephen Voigt was pretty night and day when it came to being ahead or being behind in the count. But still overall in the season, he still finished with pretty solid numbers. And it just goes to show you that if he is ahead in the count, if he's in the right position to succeed then he will come through for your team so in high leverage situations he could still be very valuable depending on who's on the mound and especially with the new rules pitchers having to face three batter minimums you never know he could be seeing a, a pitcher a relief pitcher uh he could be the third batter facing a relief pitcher who's already been struggling to the first two batters and put himself in an advent advantageous situation by getting ahead in the count and taking one for a spin now, I think Stephen Voigt will have a pretty big impact in 2020 for the team. I think who will be a solid addition to the D-backs. And I think it was a great off-season signee by Mike Hazen. Well, you guys are going to want to stick around for segment number two today because it's Muted Monday. So I'm going to be taking a look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to turn those headlines up or whether to mute that baby after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard 
all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to segment number two today. It's Muta Monday, so that means we'll be taking a look at headlines from the past week. Decide whether to turn that headline up or whether to mute that headline. The first headline is by Joel Ruder of Bleacher Report. He did power rankings heading into the season midway through spring training, and he had the Diamondbacks ranked 15th, one ahead of the Boston Red Sox. And you know what I have to do with that headline? I'm lo- I'm actually surprisingly going to have to turn that headline up. Just because this was a spring training kind of edition of Power Rankings. And let me just apologize for any sniffling or uh, if I sound nasally. I'm just dealing with allergies as I always do during this time of year. So please bear with me. But yeah, being ranked 15th, I actually thought that was pretty good for the Diamondbacks considering it's one ahead of the Red Sox and where they've been so far in spring training it hasn't been the prettiest uh they finally got a got a win after a pretty long losing streak they fell all the way to bottom in the Cactus League they were dead last during the during the losing streak so not a lot was going right for the D-backs so I think to be ranked 15th is actually an improvement, uh, to say the less. I mean, to be one ahead of the Boston Red Sox, you know, who are not too far removed from winning the World Series. Obviously, they lost David Price and they lost Mookie Betts, but still to be ranked ahead of them, I think, is a pretty good sign for the D-backs. I'll definitely take 15th. I mean, considering how poorly the D-backs have looked in spring training, I think 15th is not too bad for them. Their offense has been coming around lately, but their pitching has still been a struggle. But now the D-backs are at 5-9 and nine in the Cactus League, so they're no longer dead last. But still, 5-9 and nine is not too good. But to be ranked 15th heading into the season, that's mostly because of where the D-backs finished last season. And uh, Joe Roder did a good job of addressing that and saying how they finished well to end the year last year and how he took that into account. So I'm glad how he's just not looking strictly at spring training and looking realistically at how the team is supposed to fare in 2020. So Joe Roder, well, actually turn the headline up. Now this second headline is not one I'm too proud of. The D-backs infielder Domingo Leiba. 
I'm probably saying that wrong. Leba suspended 80 games for PED use. We're going to have to mute that headline. Uh, you can't do that. You can't be suspended for PED use. And Leba, you know, he could have been talked about on the podcast. He probably wasn't going to be talking about on the podcast in the next few days. He was 24 years old. He was 23 with the D-backs last season in his debut year. And in 25 games with the D-backs, he had six runs, seven hits, and batted 280. So it's not like he did a lot with the team. You know, he didn't play too many games, but still had solid production in the games he played. And he was acquired along with Robbie Ray in that trade, so... He's pretty young still. He still had potential, but 80-game suspension is a killer. So we'll see how much uh, how much more valuable he'll be when he gets back to the team. We'll see if the team still wants to use him. He's still a pretty young guy, so he can still make his mark on the team. He's only 24 years old. So we'll see if he still gets another opportunity, another shot of becoming a at least a utility player in the 2020 season when he returns from his suspension. Now... Next, this is by Zachary Reimer of Bleacher Report. He did a a little thing on Bleacher Report where he did all 30 MLB teams. Next, next big thing to be excited about. And Zachary wrote that the Arizona D-backs should uh, be excited about Luke Weaver and Zach Gallen. Two young arms, two stud arms. And he said they could really be two future top of the rotation starters for the D-backs. And I'm going to have to turn that headline up, Zachary. That's right. You guys already know I've been on the Zach Gallon train. Now, Luke Weaver this is a guy I'm taking a little bit longer to come around to. He was a more of a highly touted prospect than Zach Gallon. He was acquired in that Goldie trade, so there is more investment in a guy like Luke Weaver, and he has probably a little bit more hype surrounding him. Probably uh, people project him out more as a top-of-the-rotation starter than Zach Allen. But I'm a big Zach Allen guy, and I do like Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver had a pretty solid season last year. Of course, he had the injury woes, some forearm issues. So if he could come back to full strength, that'll be a great addition to the D-backs rotation. It'll really help bring the youth and some more potential to the rotation. And the Zach Allen, he's my breakout star of the year. I think he's going to be great for the D-backs. He was great for the Marlins last season. And it didn't stop him at all when he was acquired midseason by the D-backs. He kept the train rolling. He had a sub-2, or not, not a sub-2, a sub-3 ERA with both teams. So he just pitched phenomenally the whole year. Now, they both had... Less than 25 starts under their belt. Zach Allen under 18 starts under his belt last season. So they both didn't pitch a ton of games, but they both got some valuable experience. I'm very curious to see how they pitch in 2020 if they get a full season of starts under their belt. But I think they're both going to be great in 2020, and I love their potential and trajectory. Now, last headline. D-backs offense is looking ready for the regular season. Derek Montilla wrote of the of Arizona Sports 987. Derek, I'm gonna have to turn that headline up. The D-backs offense actually has been pretty good this uh spring training. Uh, after they done off this losing streak, the offense has picked it up even more. Now the D-backs, in terms of NL rankings and spring training, rank third in average. First in OPS and fourth in walks. So the D-backs are getting it done. They're hitting the ball. They're getting on base. They're slugging the hell out of the ball. So they're doing a little bit of everything. 
really one of the only areas one of the only areas of weaknesses for the D-backs have been stolen bases. They only have three all spring training, and it was a problem for them also last season. I love if they could add another speedster or two, or just you know, you know, uh, Toy Lavello, just send the guys more often on the base path, so you could create more easy scoring opportunities for yourself. I love it when you could get a guy steal you. I love it when you could have a player steal you twenty plus bases. I think that's just so valuable in manufacturing runs. We saw the Royals win a World Series like that just a few short seasons ago by bunting and stealing you could play small ball and still be effective and still be a great team in baseball so i'd love to see the d-backs play a little bit more small ball and try to steal a few more bases well that wraps up this edition of locked on diamondbacks now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on nfl draft and have a great day we'll see you tomorrow you're going to want to tune back into the locked on diamondbacks it's talk to me tuesdays but we might not have a guest tomorrow just because I'm going out of town. You know, I'm a college student, so I still, this week is my spring training, or not spring training, my spring break. So, you know, I'm going to want to have a good time, so I might not be able to book a guest tomorrow. But please tune back in tomorrow because we'll still have a show regardless, and it's still going to be a great one. Thank you to everyone who listened to uh, who listened to today's podcast, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.